This podcast is brought to you by She Society, sharing the perspectives and stories of women Australia-wide. Hi, and this is Michelle Beasley from Buzzing About Books and She Society, and this episode of Buzzing About Books is coming to you from South Africa. I'm sitting on the deck of my room at the Ngala Tented Camp here in um, South Africa, and it's quite hot, so you can hear the insects buzzing, you might hear some um, of the baboons if we're lucky the warthog or the little monkeys might come down but it's the middle of the day now so I think everything is quietly hidden away cooling off so we've been in South Africa for a while now we started in Stellenbosch the wine region which is absolutely beautiful uh, went to places like Delaire Graf Estate for lunch which has a magnificent view to back to the mountains and wonderful food and wine they have diamonds and wine there and two restaurants the Delaire Graf restaurant and the other one which is a um, Asian fusion restaurant it's called Indochine so I have to try that one next time we've also visited Babylon Storen which is like the Garden of Eden it's a working farm and you have to walk the magnificent gardens they're just beautiful so this is probably my favorite one in the whole of Stellenbosch and then we did a little wine tasting and had a platter with all the gorgeous produce so we shared that and the tasting room was only built in 2016 when I first visited South Africa it had just been open so it's got um, green volcanic tiles on the bar and totally glass and it um, contrasts beautifully with the Cape Dutch the whitewash farmhouses that are there it's a magnificent place if you ever get the chance to visit you can also stay there as well so but great for a day trip they have farm shop scented room butchers uh, gift shop and bakery so yeah a really wonderful place Another good one that we went to was a restaurant which is in Stellenbosch and it's um, from George Jardine who is one of the most respected chefs in South Africa. He also has a restaurant at Jordan's Wine and another new one which I must check out what that one is. So yeah, you can go there and have a three-course dinner a la carte or you can have a five-course tasting menu with wines as well. So we just chose a three-course and, yes, just as magnificent as we remembered. And that was right in the heart of Stellenbosch, so we only had to walk. Uh, we usually stay in the Oderworth Hotel, which is very beautiful, but because we were there for a bit longer this time, we went to um, an Airbnb just above Bootleggers, which has the best coffee in Stellenbosch, in my opinion. So, yeah good place to be. Uh, we also took a day trip to Frankshuk and that's a lovely little town. Reminded me a bit of Mullaney up in the hinterland here in Queensland with all the little craft shops, boutiques, art galleries. So we had brunch there and looked around and on the way home there's an excellent motor museum which made my husband very happy. Has all cars from the 1920s through to 
gosh, a few Ferraris, some Porsche, a lot of racing car memorabilia. So, yeah, that's another place to put on your must-see list if you're around the Stellenbosch area. So, yeah, we had a wonderful time there. Uh, came back through to Johannesburg, stayed at Irene Lodge and went over to the farm on one of the days. That's always a good place to recharge your batteries as you come through and they have a bird sanctuary so there's a nice walk around the lake you can stretch your legs they have a gym so I used the gym and went swimming so really good to recharge after all that drinking and eating in Stellenbosch and then we headed here to safari now I wasn't sure about a tented lodge but it's very very luxurious and beautiful so um, I think because I've done two previous safaris at lodges it's a really nice change for me and yeah the staff have been great we've had an excellent time seeing so many lovely animals uh, one of the highlights was seeing some um, teenage elephants yesterday frolicking in one of the water holes and the, the big daddy elephant was watching over them and w one naughty one kept chasing there were hippos in there who were trying to make out there were rocks but he kept kind of trumpeting and chasing at the hippos to show he was the biggest and then some Cape Buffalo came to drink and he went charging after them, chased them away a couple of times. So it was really fun to sit and watch. We've seen rhinos. We've seen a beautiful male leopard, lots of impala, of course. We saw hyenas feasting on a Cape buffalo that had died of natural causes um, but they made short work of that we went and saw it again the next day and there was nothing left but the bones and the gleaming bones and that vultures would finish off what was not taken by the hyenas anyway uh, I haven't seen any lions yet because unfortunately uh, overnight on our first or second day it may have been the um, one of the rhinos poachers had got to the rhino and killed it and the lions were feasting on that and of course it's a crime scene now so they're trying to figure out who did it so that was one of the sad things that have happened while we were here. One of the funny things was Paul left a uh, glass of orange juice out here on the deck and I, I peeked out and there was a little black-faced monkey had his little hands on it drinking the orange juice so that was hilarious it makes me smile every time I think of it so there's some funny little things that happen on safari you meet great people uh, the food is plentiful and delicious and very healthy too which is nice um, South African produce is second to none in the world so if you ever get a chance to come here any of the lodges I've Th thought they were all really marvellous and yeah so Ngala Tented uh, Camp is another one they also have a lodge up the road which um, a lot of people can fit into that one this is only a small camp I think 10 rooms here so yeah lots of different options if you're interested in doing a safari in Africa so let's get on to books what have I been reading here? Well, I read the new Kathy Kelly on the way over, The Family Gift. Now, I loved it because it was like having coffee with a good friend. Uh, her style, I've always found it very easy to read. And this one is about a TV chef. So it fits in with all the MasterChef programs and things that we all watch at home. Um, so it's about her. And um, I won't give too much away, but it's about her and her family. It deals a little bit with anxiety, um, deals a little bit with family dynamics, 
all sorts of things like that. So it's like a big hug and it reminds you of what's important in life. So look out for that one, Kathy Kelly's family gift. I think it came out in October. So a really good Christmas present too if you're looking for something. I think most people would enjoy that book. The other one that I read as I've been travelling around and I've been waiting, waiting for this one because I loved her novel Walking on Trampolines. It's the new one from Frances Whiting, which is called The Best Kind of Beautiful. Now, I thought I might know what Frances was writing about, but it completely took me by surprise. It's about a musical family and their ups and downs Um, and also about the main character is called Florence and it's about a little romance that she has and how when you think you know people until you dig deeper you don't really know them at all you don't know their ins and outs and it's about people getting to know each other and getting to know themselves and it was a really well written book as all Frances's are filled with heart and humour so I think you're going to love that one so look out for the best kind of beautiful and also her first one walking on trampolines I think yeah walking on trampolines so they're both really lovely books what I'm reading now and I bought this in a lovely little bookshop in Stellenbosch called Verbatim um, filled with new old antique books so we browsed in there for a long time and because I'd been looking at all the Cape Dutch houses uh, I saw this beautiful cover um, by Anne Patchett for the Dutch house and that's been published by Bloomsbury which I always respect Bloomsbury's choices. Uh, Jojo Moyes says, Patchett blends wisdom and humanity jointly with the icic forensic gaze of someone not afraid to expose the frailties of human behaviour. Read it. So it's kind of magical. I've just started it and here's what it says on the blurb. Like swallows, like salmon, we were the helpless captives of our migratory patterns. We pretended that what we had lost was the house, not our mother, not our father. We pretended that what we had lost had been taken from us by the person who still lived inside. So I won't tell you too much more. Um, Really good characters that you will grow to love. A little bit intriguing at the moment because I'm only into the second chapter. So look out for that one. Any of Anne Patchett's. I loved Commonwealth. That was hers as well. And I think she's been in Brisbane for the Writers' Festival. I may have seen her there. So that's another good one to look out for, a very grown-up novel, The Dutch House. Now, while I'm on South African things, I thought I'd tell you about some of the South African books I've read. Of course, my very, very favourite when I was young was The Power of One by Bryce Courtney, and that's always worth a reread. And there's a movie of that too, if you, an older movie, but still, every time I see it, I think, gosh, that's a wonderful story. So Power of One by Bryce Courtney and any of Bryce Courtney's books, really. He's an um, honorary Australian now. My other recommendation is from my friend T.M. Clark. Now, Tina Marie writes books about Africa and a little bit of romance, but mostly a bit of intrigue and mystery and crime and a bit of violence. So she's got books like My Brother But One, Tears of the Cheetah. I've read um, Nature of the Lion and Shooting Butterflies and really enjoyed them. 
and her latest book out is has flamingos on the cover, a really beautiful cover. So that's called Cry of the Firebird. That's just come out recently. So I'll have to grab that one next and get Tina to sign it for me. She also does children's books and the one I have at home is called Slowly, Slowly. And every time I take it to school and read it to the kids, they really love it. Very African. The little boy in it's called Bangani. And, of course, he's trying to catch a monkey. And her next children's book, which should be out by next year, will be Quickly, Quickly. So there's some African authors to look out for. I've also got on my to-be-read list uh, The Love Diary of a Zulu Boy, which is a romantic memoir, and Soweto Under the Apricot Tree. I think that'll be excellent too. Um, When they moved the people from the townships to Soweto, they planted fruit trees and these became the place of storytelling in the community. So I think that's a great premise to start from. So Soweto Under the Apricot Tree is another one on my to-be-read list. So if you've got any favourite South African authors or or even African authors, T.M. Clark comes from Zimbabwe originally and she's lived in England and now calls Australia home, a little island in Australia. So she also organises the um, Children and Young Adult Conference in Brisbane, which has now expanded to include all genres. So she's a busy lady and she does talks and look out for her and, and follow her on Instagram and Facebook and see what she's up to because she's a, a very good advocate for Africa but also a true blue Aussie now. Aha, I can just see a bush buck walking past me. I wish I had television and video on this to send to you, but you can hear. I'll just let you hear the sounds of the bush outside for a minute. And unfortunately, I'm coming home tomorrow. It's always too quick when you go on safari. Very tiring. You're up in the morning on the trucks early and never know what sort of experience you're going to have. I've never had any experience the same as one another on any of the safaris I've been in. Oh, here she comes. Hello. Oh, she's very beautiful. So around the camp here, we have bushbucks, kudus. There's a warthog with one tusk. He's been here for about eight years and he's getting pretty old and decrepit now. That's why he hangs around the lodge. And, yep, little black-faced monkeys and baboons. They're so noisy in the morning. And some of the monkeys run across the top of your roof and sounds like thunder clapping. You think a thunderstorm's coming and then it's blue sky. So, oh, she's just heading off into the bush, jumping. Excellent. Oh, two of them. And then as we came home from safari last night, there was a brown hyena right behind our tent. So that's why you're not supposed to walk alone at night. And we never do. We've heard some horror stories. So during the day, you're fine and the animals will run away from you. But yeah, at night, you have to be very careful. Well, that's all from me. Home to Australia tomorrow. But the beauties of South Africa, I know I'll be coming back again. And if you've always wanted to go, have a look at some of these magnificent lodges, magnificent camps, and see the one that would best suit you. Everything's inclusive once you're here, so that's one of the really good things about Africa. You can uh, come and stay, but it's a cashless society, so all your meals, all your drinks, your minibar, all the safaris, it's not add-ons like many other places, and it's quite cheap for we Australians to travel 
to South Africa and if you can get a good deal. And when you get here, yeah, it's not too expensive at all. Beautiful wines, beautiful beaches, lovely safari. What are you waiting for? So that's Buzzing About Books, South African. And hopefully, who knows where I'll be next time. Hopefully I might be home for a little bit now. Might be buzzing about books at the Sunshine Coast next. (laughs) So thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed today. Stay sparkly. This podcast is brought to you by She Society. 